Hello and welcome into the Pits and Peril podcast. We did it. We made it to week one and now we're going to recap that. And uh, I'm your host, Todd Kramer. And who better to help me recap week one than our week one champion, the man with the most points, Mr. Twiz. How you doing? Good, Todd. Glad to be back. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be seeing a lot of me this year with this team that I've got. It may end up being that way. You may have to, you know, step aside and let someone else have some fun from time to time. But uh, you'll always have the opportunity uh, if you're winning the week. And uh, from what it seems, that that could be you quite often. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too carried away here after week one, but uh, I was definitely walking around all of Sunday with a nice, big, full-mast hard-on with red zone on. So, yeah, feeling good about my team. Well, that's good to hear. Well, uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, a lot of the news of, you know, injuries and that type of thing we'll just get into during uh, our breakdown. But uh, we're actually only going to be doing the recap today because instead of doing one pod a week which is going to be way too long we're going to do two pods a week so two shorter pods so uh let's start with frank versus ace and it's just so all right the way these uh team names are just you know changing on a hourly basis it's easier to do that way but right now that's going balls debo versus tyler bass to mouth which for me right now tyler bass to mouth is uh is winning the name contest for the year Oh, for sure. I think that's a that's probably going to be a strong season long contender. I mean, I think that's definitely my my vote as of now. So I think uh, somebody's going to really have to step up to to beat that. I mean, like I woke up on Sunday morning, I saw that name, and I like laughed out loud. It's like that's a fucking great one. Yeah, could not agree more. And let's be honest, you know, winning the week is important, but having the best name uh, for the season long is also quite the uh, the accomplishment. Oh, yeah, that's the only acceptable consolation prize in this league. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Frank versus Ace. Frank barely survived this one. It was as close as it can get. And uh, for so many duds that showed up on his team, many busts, one might say, uh, <laughs> he had three really big week or really big uh, scores from three players that just saved his week. I mean, without DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper and Debo Samuel going absolutely insane. Um, this would have been a very rough week for Frank. Yeah, totally. I mean, you don't expect Aaron Rodgers to have like what, probably one of his worst games of his, his career in, in week one here. I mean, him and uh yeah <laughs> after him and Devonte adams had their little last dance thing this offseason that was a pretty embarrassing way for them to start the season for sure yeah definitely uh after all the drama it was a bit of a letdown for him oh so, man i i mean just looking at this week you know josh allen I'm not worried about that performance. It, it was subpar, but it was against really good defense. And it's the first game of the season. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a beast. He, Kyler just loves him. And for the star that he is to always be open, I just, I can't understand how they lose him so often. Everyone sleeps on Amari Cooper. And he came back to show that, you know, screw the young guy, CD lamb. I'm still relevant. And, uh, Debo is 
a beast. And I don't know what's going on with Ayuk, but uh, Debo said, don't forget about me and just put up nearly 200 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we'll probably get to a little more Ayuk and Niners talk in a bit, but I, I think Kyle Shanahan is right up there with Belichick in terms of just hating fantasy football. And he like, he's just gonna, he's going to find ways to fuck over like the owners of his like team's players uh, week after week in some way, whether it's running backs, wide receivers, whoever, like with the Jimmy and Trey situation, like I'm sure he's going to be giving these guys weird splits that make them, that make everybody irrelevant fantasy some way. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's get into the bad of Frank, because there is quite a lot of bad to talk about. Uh, we touched on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's too soon to panic, obviously. You're, you're still rolling him out next week, I assume. But it it's not fun to see that. Luckily, he gets Detroit next week, so if there was a game to get back on the rails, that's a pretty good one. Um and then Mostert's out, and that brings us to a big problem. When you look at his bench, there's not a lot there for running back. You've got a backup in Kareem Hunt. But other than that, you wouldn't feel very comfortable rolling anyone out. And even when you're rolling out Kareem Hunt, that's very situational. I mean, it's it could just be a Chubb game, and he doesn't get anything. Um, yeah. I'm worried about Frank. Yeah, no, I I think both of these teams, Frank and Ace, they both got exposed at running back a little bit. Um, Frank was starting Chris Carson and Mostert, like you were saying, and Ace, you know, with the questions around what how much Saquon was going to play, he started Tevin Coleman, who got 2.4 points along with uh, Dalvin Cook. But I mean, I think both of these guys are really thin at running back, and uh, they're they're going to have to make some either yeah they're actually either going to have to make some trades or or make some <laughs> drop some of their pit coin this week to to pick up a running back. So I think uh, yeah they're both kind of these early season injuries and question marks around health are are really exposing the the lack of depth that they have. And yeah. I, I you know I think Frank's in a stronger position because I think. I, I, I like Kareem Hunt. I think he's just a great player. Even if he doesn't get a full workload, he's just so productive that like he can make, he can take 10 touches and turn it into a usable fantasy yeah. week, like, you know, any game. So Chris Carson, I did not feel great about seeing him lose a fumble again because he's had fumbling issues in the past, but having Rashad Penny go down, uh, obviously helped him a, quite a bit to get a little bit of a longer leash with that, uh, ball security. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, let's get into Ace. You want to uh, get started on breaking down how Ace is looking moving forward and how the team performed? Yeah, sure. So uh, starting quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. Uh, I mean, just two extremely average performances that you would expect from two guys like that. And so I think as long as neither of them is shitting the bed, uh, I, I think Ace is going to be happy. And Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, wide receivers. Uh, yeah, Devontae, you know, had a shit game along with with uh, with Rodgers. And, you know, so that's kind of to be expected based on how that game went for the Packers overall. But I, I think him and I, I think especially Rodgers is going to be motivated after this. And a motivated Rodgers is one that really just wants to give a big fuck you to his opponent. So I, I think we're going to see some big performances from them soon. But uh yeah, but, not, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be worried, but I would not be happy with how they performed. Obviously, 
Yeah. And I'm not worried about Jefferson either. I mean, it's it's week one. Stuff happens. But I, I think that A's can feel pretty good about rolling those three wideouts um, week in and week out until further notice. If, you know, if Jefferson isn't getting any uh, getting more targets, yeah, that would be worrisome. But for now, it, there's no need to panic. Yeah, no, I think basically this is the floor for Adams and Jefferson both. Yeah, there is a need to panic about his uh, running back situation for sure. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, like I was saying, yeah, he started Dalvin Cook and Tevin Coleman this week. Um, Dalvin Cook will be fine, but yeah, having Dalvin's Saquon, fine as long as he's healthy. Saquon, short rest, he may, I mean, he may not uh, have a big week against Washington. That's a tough run, D, along with short rest coming off an injury. I don't know what you do there. You have to start him, but. It may not be pretty. Yeah, Ace, uh, you've got a little uh, trade offer for me. I'm trying to send you a running back, so uh, get back to me, bro. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I like Jamar Chase for sure. Uh, he's got five great uh, wideouts there. I tried to trade for Jamar Chase, giving him Melvin uh, Gordon, but he did not want. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool to roll with Melvin Gordon a little longer and see what happens in that Denver backfield but um yeah I think moving forward ace is just he needs a running back so bad yeah ace is looking really pre- yeah, pretty strong at wide receivers so he needs to he needs to roll that into some sort of some sort of trade package for for a running back definitely yep okay any any final thoughts on that uh those two teams or are we ready to move on to the next matchup yeah, I mean, overall, I think these are just looking like two teams that are solid. You know, they're going to be in the middle of the pack, I think. I don't think either of these are, are looking like they're headed to the pits, but I'm not sure they're going to be uh, competing for titles either. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're both one injury away at running back from being, you know, almost useless. True. That's fair. And Ace's bench is rather wor- – I mean, he just does not look strong besides Jamar Chase – I guess he's got a good backup quarterback, but the rest of that is not, you know, there's not a lot of pieces there. So I think he's going to have to move someone to to get a little more depth. I tried to trade him uh, two pieces. I tried to do Melvin Gordon and Jalen Waddle for, uh, for Jamar Chase. I was willing to do that, but he did not want. Yeah. You know, I, if I were him, I would have, I would have considered that, but that's just me. Okay, next next matchup, Wally versus Bill. Why don't you get us started? Wally versus Bill. Uh, Kyle Shanahan Trump versus free Mr. Raspini. Bill coming out ahead here with a 20-ish point win or something like that, 21, 22 points or so. Um, Bill, let's see here. Uh, quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, uh, wide receivers, Tyreek, Phelan, Godwin, Derek Henry, Chris, uh, or sorry, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and on and on. But um, yeah, Russ, big game for him. Let Russ cook. Uh, I mean, fuck the Seahawks, but Russ is just, Russ is just, I, I, nobody throws a deep ball like him, in my opinion. I mean, just the way he just drops it right into his receiver's bread basket is just fucking orgasmic sometimes, man. Just that, watching that the ball drop on him. That first touchdown to Tyler Lockett was ridiculous. It was, you know, like a, stork delivering a baby to him it just like dropped a hundred percent for sure man he is he is so good and i don't understand why that 
play. That team has like held held him back quite a bit, I think, with just their whole play style for quite a while. So if they let him just if they let him do his thing, I think they are. Yeah, he's going to put up huge numbers. Yeah, Tyreek, man. I mean, how do you stop that? Yeah, I mean, this is why you know I said. I think I said Bill might have overpaid for him, but I mean, but it also made sense. And I think this is why, because, you know, next week he might get you four points, but there's nobody else who's getting the 200 yard like receiving game with touchdowns and everything. So yeah, dude's a beast. And I mean, he's just playing with the best quarterback. So Lenny, what are you going to do? One thing that's really interesting in this matchup is uh, if Fitz didn't go down, Wally could have won this week. I mean, if you give Fitzpatrick 20 points and then you add on maybe three or four points for McLaurin, just having a better quarterback out there, Wally wins. So it was oh, yeah. a bad week. He just got unlucky. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he lost – what, Fitz went down early, early in the first quarter, didn't he, I think? So, yeah, I mean, yeah if he had gotten gotten less than one point. Yeah, that's brutal. So, I mean – yeah, I think Wally, I might have, I think we might have overrated his team a little bit, you know, coming out of the draft. But I, I think, uh, yeah, he, he obviously he needs to pick up a quarterback, but I think this is still a really good team despite, despite losing, losing fits. Yeah, he'll drop some pick coin, pick up a quarterback, um, and figure it out from there. But I'm not really worried about anything. McLaurin had an, a pretty bad game, but both of his running backs looked good. I mean, Taylor and Montgomery, they had a lot of volume and they did very well with that volume. Taylor caught a lot of passes actually, which was interesting, even with Naheem Hines also catching a lot of passes. And his bench isn't super exciting, but there's nothing on his bench where, you know, you're worried um, for Wally. I think his team still looks good if he just figures out, you know, who to drop that pick coin on for quarterback with Corey Davis, Mm -hmm. DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin as your wide receivers. You've still got Julio Jones on the bench. If he can figure things out, that team looks good moving forward. And and Bill looks pretty good. I mean, I I'm personally not worried about Derrick Henry uh, at all. Clyde wasn't great, but it's still too soon to panic. Bill's big issue is that his bench is just very thin at running back. Yeah, that, Trey Sermon healthy scratch was that that kind of came out of nowhere. And I think that that could definitely spell trouble for Bill if if that continues to be a problem. Yeah. Um it, he just needs everything to go well. I think Naheem Hines is, you know, people sleep on him. He he get catches a lot of passes and they they seem inclined to use him again. So that's an okay yeah. bench piece, but that's not an RB2 that you're confident rolling out that's very much a flex totally i think Hines is a great player just watching him like just watching him catch and run with the ball i mean i think he looks really good and i've thought so for a while but i mean the problem is just the role in that offense and yeah i, I think he's a great nfl player but i think he's more valuable in real football than fantasy football for sure yeah and then you got trey sermon that was a healthy scratch um which you know with most are going down there's a chance they bring him in as the lead back but Elijah did uh, enough to show the coaches, you know, you can trust him. So that's a, you can't drop Trey Sermon yet, but that's wild to see 
that uh, they just did a healthy scratch. Like you said, Shanahan just says, you know, fuck your fantasy team. I don't give a shit. And uh, that's never fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, we all, we all know next, like somebody's going to drop a lot of pit coin on, on, on uh, Mitchell, but then it's going to be Jamichael hasty getting like 25 carries next week. So, yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts on this matchup besides bills? Uh, why? Yeah, actually going out quick thing on, on Wally's team, actually with Fitz going out. I didn't, I, I hadn't really thought about this, but this is really going to actually hurt McLaurin and, and uh, Logan Thomas, I think into the future for the next, you know, however long Fitz is out. And then two words for you that might actually make things even worse. There are uh, Cam Newton, dude. Like I could see them making a signing like that. And Ooh. I think if, if they do something like that, I mean, McLaurin, McLaurin's value is just like dusted at that point. And same with I, Logan Thomas. So I don't think they'll do that. I think that, you got a young quarterback. You want to give him a shot. If he's not playing well, maybe they they'll do that. But I think for now, bringing Cam in would be a big mistake. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think their backup is this guy Taylor Heineke. He's twenty eight years old, so he's not exactly a young prospect. So I, I, oh, I, I didn't realize he was twenty eight. Yeah, I think this is uh, clearly going to be a career backup. So I can I can see them making some kind of desperation move like that with Cam. Too bad Gardner's not available. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ, Dodd. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to Holden versus Keenan. Keep the ball rolling. All right, let's see what we got here. So, I mean, Holden Holden is another feast or famine type of guy here. I mean, Kyler McCaffrey, Antonio Brown really just made this work, and Devontae Smith had a, a really good game. Um, so I guess you could kind of keep him in there, but you see a lot of single digits outside those four guys. I mean, it's too soon to panic on Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. It's too soon to panic on Najee Harris and Mark Andrews. Um, but it, it's a very, uh, there's a stratified result, you know, it's in two categories here, either just crushed it or very disappointing. And, uh, too soon to panic, but definitely not what you like to see. Not a lot of balance. Yeah, for sure. I would be, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure Holden would have been coming into the season thinking that the Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley stack was about to just feast all year. But I would be very concerned based on 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 how that game went over this weekend. I mean, like they – They've got the new offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who I think was came from Tennessee where his MO was just handed to Derrick Henry like 25 times a game and and then just profit, you know. So like and losing to Philly like that, what is it, 32 to 6 final score? I mean, I would be I'd be a little concerned where like you didn't draft Calvin Ridley thinking that he's going to be like, uh, you know, mid low range wide receiver one. Like you, 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 you spent up on him thinking that he is about to fucking blow up this season, yeah. honestly. So like, if I, I, I think that's where I'd be most concerned, you know, Najee, you know, not a great game, but uh, that was a kind of a weird game. They played against Buffalo. It felt really like a defensive showdown. So I'm sure he'll, he'll pick it up because he got, a, you know, I think he played a hundred percent of snaps, which is a little wild. And then, yeah, Mark Andrews, uh, he's kind of boom of rust. I think he's really touchdown dependent. So he, he'll have his games. But 
So I, I think a lot of these players that busted this week for for Holden are going to be okay, but it's the it's his wide receiver one Ridley who I'd be most most concerned about right now. Yeah, and honestly, uh, I wouldn't be that. I think his bench for wide receivers looking pretty good too. Mike Williams had I think twelve targets, and you love to see that. So if he's going to get that volume and can stay healthy, that's that's someone he could slot in there. But you definitely don't want to. Uh, see Calvin Ridley not putting up top 10 numbers. That's not what you paid up for. Exactly. But his, his problem's the same that many guys in our league have, you know, one injury to uh, McCaffrey or Najee. And it's, I mean, you're going to roll out Sonny Michelle. (laughs) No way. So he's uh, basically just crossing his finger fingers that no one's getting COVID and that no one's getting injured. But if if one of those guys goes down, that's, you know, a huge hole in this lineup that he's going to need to fill. So he may have to be uh, hitting the trade block here soon with one of those uh, wide receivers to try to get himself some depth at running back, or he's going to spend up fab and get Elijah Mitchell and be very disappointed when Jamichael hasty comes in and uh, takes over. Yeah. I, I think though, like Holden, Holden has proved that he's pretty good with his in season, uh, like transactions, whether it's trades or, or the waivers. So I, I'm, you know, yeah, he'll be fine, but he's got to figure it out. He can't just sit there. He needs to start making moves. You there, Twiz? Did we lose you? Oh, you're back. Hold on. Are you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So let's move on to uh, Keenan here. Um, you know, his quarterbacks I wouldn't be too worried about yet. Uh, Tannehill had a bad game, but that will happen. Higgins looked pretty good, but, uh, man, he's got some holes at wide receiver. He's going to have to figure out what he wants to do because Callaway is just not what people had thought. They thought he was going to come in and be the the clear cut number one. I don't know what happened with that passing attack. It was pretty much, you know, they threw the ball 10 times and five of them were touchdowns and the rest was Kamara. So you can't trust Callaway moving forward. Juju was okay, you know, not gonna, not gonna win you weeks. And then his, his bench for wide receiver is pretty slim too. He's got Jarvis, which is an okay piece to roll out there, but nothing super strong. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, Marquez Callaway. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a dice roll rolling him out there week one. And obviously that did not hit. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think with Michael Thomas out, it's going to be, you know, like you're saying, it's going to be all Kamara. And I think the rest of the targets are just going to get distributed randomly to all these guys that nobody's ever heard of. So yeah, I would not be leaning into the Saints wide receiver core for sure. Yeah. Another Green Bay piece that just had a terrible outing, but you can't panic yet because Aaron Jones has shown us year after year. He's he's a stud, but it's not nice to see. That's not what you paid up for. So that's that's never fun. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, his running backs, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. Yeah, Jones, you know, fluke fluke down week. Hopefully, you know, you would expect that there that whole offense is going to pick it up. Um, Nick Chubb. I mean, he just looks great. He looks uh, great. Yeah, he's just you know, he's just like a ferocious runner, man. Dude, just like dude's like big, quick, strong. I mean, fuck, he's really fucking good at football. Yeah. Tackling um, Nick Chubb is not on my to do list. 
No, for sure. I would be, uh, yeah, I'd be making a business decision on that one for sure. If I see him coming at me. Um, How do you think the, uh, the injury to Fitzpatrick uh, influences Gibson? You think he's going to get more work? I think he was like, I'm pretty sure he was out there for a ton of snaps. And I think JD McKissick barely got any play. So I think he's just going to get a ton, a ton of volume. I think it's going to be even more volume now. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to say Christian McCaffrey's name, but I think he's actually headed towards that kind of role potentially just given what, you know, they've, they have Ron, Ron Rivera who kind of like, you know, who sort of created McCaffrey's role for him in Carolina. So I could see them giving him a ton of volume, especially with like the sort of depleted passing game. But, you know, also who knows if he can handle that kind of volume. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, besides those three running backs, though, it gets really thin for um, for Keenan after that, unless you want to roll out Ronald Jones, who had negative points uh, <laughs> this week one. He, I mean, he's got three, right? So one can go down and he can still survive, but it's depth is certainly a concern for uh, Keenan right now. Yeah. But I think three, he's got three top tier running backs. And I think that's more than most guys would be able to claim. So I, I, I think he's going to, he, I think he'll be okay unless he gets hit by a, you know, a bunch of injuries. Yeah. I, I think it wide receivers an easy um, position to fill. So Keenan's, you know, hopefully going to be able to figure that out, but if not, you know, that could always hold him back. He, he's got to figure that out if he wants to get out of the bottom half of the table. Um, but it's not, yeah. it's I mean, not looking good until he does. Let's also not forget though, that he has Darren Waller who I think, you know, gives him a huge positional advantage at tight end that yeah. makes up for some of his depth and deficiency elsewhere. So, I mean, 19 targets, 19 Insane. targets. Jesus Christ. And I, mean, apparently, I think Gruden came out this morning. It was just like, he's the best football player I've ever seen. So I'm just going to feed him. Yeah. I mean, there's the game plan. I think everybody knew it already. And uh, yeah, now it's confirmed. Yeah. But like I said, you can't, you can't have your wide receivers performing like that. He there's three wide receivers slots on our, on our team. So he needs to get some sort of change in there to get them some points. If he wants to avoid another loss next week. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's attack uh, my uh, team here. I got very lucky, but uh, you know, that happens to everyone. Uh, every year you get a lucky win and I got mine in week one. Luckily. Yeah, you got uh, you got unlucky with your sit start, but you got lucky with with your matchup uh, going against the lowest score of the week. So, yeah, congrats on one and zero. But uh, I wouldn't be super complacent if I were you yet. Yeah, you mentioned something that is just going to be a thorn in my side all year long, which is sit start. I talked to you before. I think it was Friday night, and I said. I think I'm going to roll out Melvin Gordon and I had him in my flex. And then I pivoted at the last minute to, to Gaskin thinking, well, if they're winning, he'll run. If they're losing, he'll catch. And basically my, my best two running backs uh, were on the bench (laughs) and Daryl Henderson was fine. Zeke, I was expecting a down week, but not that type of down week. That was really brutal. Um, but I, I'm not concerned about my team. I think I have a lot of good pieces. What I am concerned about is, am I going to make the right decisions week in and week out? You know, I'm tempted to play Melvin Gordon next week against Jacksonville. 
that could bite me in the ass, but it's such an easy matchup for him. If he gets, you know, 15 touches, he'll be fine. Yeah. Zeke, I mean, that, I think that was probably one of the toughest matchups in the NFL, honestly, is that Tampa Bay defensive line. So Without Zach Martin. So without his best lineman in the game, too. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're right that, I mean, obviously, you know, sub 40 yards total is pretty brutal for a player of that caliber. But, yeah, I mean, definitely I would imagine better days are ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about my quarterback, too. You know, I feel like I can roll Roethlisberger out uh, next week against Las Vegas, but neither Tua or Roethlisberger really stand out as um, a really good QB two. So it's really just going to be coming down to making sure I pick the right guy. You know, if I would have went with uh, Tua, I would have been much happier. But neither guy really are uh, instilling a lot of confidence in me. Yeah, I mean, agree with that. And I think the other spot where you're weak is LaVisca Chenault, man. We've talked about him, and I don't understand why you're so high on him because I think he's just a gadget player. And I think what we've seen so far pretty much bears that out. We'll see. I I still have high hopes for LaVisca. If you you look at the targets and what they did with them, he was by far the the best wide receiver out there. I think DJ Chark had 12 targets and three catches he just could not catch the ball. Um, yeah, but he, he he runs deep routes, though, so I think a lot of his – he has high-value targets even if he's not catching all of them. True, but I can see them starting to try to get Chenault the ball more. Chenault still had nine targets, seven receptions, and he's capable of breaking those for long touchdowns, and he didn't do it this week. But I think nine points is his floor, and I think – Every week or two, he'll he'll uh, well, probably like every two weeks, he'll break one of those long for a touchdown. So as a, a wide receiver, three for me, I, I feel OK there. One big thing that I think really helps my team is Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and I, we have breakfast every morning before practice to talk about, you know, situational stuff. And uh, I really showed in this game, you know, our conversations really showed that trust between Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup and I. Um, Wow, you're really just coaching them up, huh, Todd? I mean, we have breakfast every day. They kept talking about it. They, I don't know why they left me out during the um, the conversations about Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup having breakfast, but I'm always there, uh, you know, in those conversations. I'm in that room breaking down film with the guys, and uh, he's clearly the favorite uh, wide receiver there. I mean, you and Cup, you guys combined for over 100 yards and a touchdown this last game. So, yeah, congratulations. That's true. Well, I'm not there as a wide receiver. I'm there as a coach and a mentor. Well, I I don't see any uh, (laughs) – I don't see a lie still in what I said. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, A.J. Brown, he got off to a slow start, but I'm not too worried about him. I I love my, uh, my running back room. Henderson, they're just going to be in the red zone enough where Henderson's going to get those opportunities at the goal line. And if they're up by a lot, like they were in this game, he's just going to get that garbage time, you know, just run out the clock. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be good. DeAndre Swift looked amazing against uh, a tough defense. And he caught, I think he had like 11 targets. So he's catching the ball for sure. One thing we talked about yesterday, you said, you know, you're really just going to commit to Michael Thomas. I'm just trying to, you know, if I can finish 500 going into week seven, um, 
and get Michael Thomas back, I'm going to be a happy man. So it sucks to have that hole in my bench, but I'm just crossing my fingers that when he comes back, he looks good and he's going to get some good volume, but it's just going to be a little bit scary uh, at wide receiver until he's back. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, the other thing you did this week was you traded uh, Jalen Waddle for the Cleveland defense, which was just a puzzling move to me because I would, I would play Waddle over Chenault any day of the week. I want a guy who can just run routes and catch the ball and doesn't need to have the team just manufacture these like gimmick plays for him. So that that one, I, I didn't get that. Yeah. I, I was a little worried about Will Fuller coming back and I just, I could not bring myself to roll out the Baltimore defense against Kansas city next week. So I figured I had to drop someone to pick up a, uh, a defense. And I said, well, I'd rather get Cleveland's defense against Houston um, from bill by drop, you know, giving him Waddle than dropping Waddle and picking up the green Bay defense. So, and spending fab on it. So tough decision. I have a lot of faith in Michael Thomas coming back, but it could, it could end up biting me, but let's talk about Nikki because we both are a little concerned about Nikki here. Yeah. I would say I am extremely concerned about Nikki's pits at this point. Um, you know, I, I, the whole Brandon Ayuk thing I think is the most problematic piece of this for Nikki because there's nothing he can do here. I don't think you can start Ayuk next week. You can't start next week. You can't start him. You're, you obviously you can't drop him, and then you're not going to be able to trade him for any kind of real meaningful value. So yeah. that means he just has to be on your bench. And Jerry Judy's gone. Jerry Judy's gone. That's two out of his three starting wide receivers, and his depth are Kenny Galladay, oof, and Will, Will Fuller still suspended, I believe. For no, me. no, he'll he'll play next week. Oh, is he back next week? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, you okay. know, I like Kenny Galladay. He got off to a slow start in that game, but he made some incredible catches uh, in this half. I think he'll be fine. I like Kenny Galladay a lot. Yeah, I think he's a great player, but his problem is two words: Daniel Jones. Um, Ty, let me let me let me just read you a, a couple of Daniel Jones facts. Okay, he's played in twenty-eight NFL games. He's thrown 22 interceptions and fumbled the ball 30 times. 3-0. Okay. He, so 30 fumbles and 22 interceptions in 28 games. He's also been sacked 85 times for a total net yards lost of 594 yards lost. This man is the worst player in the NFL. I swear to God. And that that's why I have, I put very little value in Kenny Galladay. I think he's a great player, but that quarterback is just a negative play fucking machine. And well, what do you know? Nikki's got him on his bench. So, I mean, Nikki, please let's make some moves here. Week <laughs> he one, put up, he put up over plenty 20, of time to save your pits. He put up 21 points. So as much as shit as we can talk about Daniel Jones, he actually for fantasy value would have been a great start this week. Look, if you're looking for the Blake Bortles of this year, if that's your strategy at quarterback, I mean, Godspeed to you. Yeah. I think another thing to to go over that was really strange to see was Robinson being the backup to Carlos Hyde in Jacksonville. 
I think Robinson had five carries to Hyde's nine. Uh, Robinson was the pass catching back, but that is not what you were hoping to uh, to happen when you saw Etienne go down. Yeah, and I think this looks really bad for the Jacksonville like front office. Honestly, it's like first you're spending a first round pick on a running back on a rebuilding team in ETN. I think that's pretty sketch to begin with, and then you're rolling out Carlos Hyde and giving him, you know, more carries than the guy who like kind of broke out for you last year as a rookie. It's his second season. Like you don't really know what his ceiling is yet, especially with a better quarterback. So I don't know. Urban Meyer, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical of what they're doing over there. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think Nikki is in pit danger for sure. I think, Herbert should be better. Jalen Hurts surprised me. I'll be the first to say I was wrong, but that was Atlanta and their defense is trash. He's got San Francisco next week. So could be a very different story, but you know, for now serviceable, I'm not worried about Allen Robinson. I'm not worried about Kamara at all. In fact, I think Kamara could be the, uh, you know, fantasy MVP this year. Kittle. I'm not that worried about either. Edmonds looked okay. So, you know, Nikki has some holes at wide receiver to fill and he, he needs to do something for that RB two slot because Robinson ain't it apparently. Uh, so I think he may, uh, he may be looking for a Patagonia half zip pullover here shortly. Yeah. I think given how his bench is looking, he cannot rely on these guys. And I agree. That means he's going to be either spending some Bitcoin or, yeah, or on the market for fleece. Yep. Okay, let's move on to your matchup, and then we'll wrap it up. So, Twiz puts up almost 200 points, and let me give you my uh, thoughts on your team, and then I'll let you interject. I mean, there's just no holes here. Um, quarterback play between Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. I think the biggest thing besides just, you know, how crazy their uh, points totals were and how many touchdowns they threw was how many times they threw. They both threw 50 plus times. That's insane. If they get that type of volume, um, you're just going to be crushing every quarterback matchup. Uh, CD lamb looked incredible. I mean, I don't know if he's going to dethrone Amari as the, uh, the favorite target, but he looked great. Bobby Woods, I would be a little concerned about because from what we saw, he is not the number one there. Um, Cooper Cup's the number one. But that can change in any given game, but it seems like the uh, the chemistry is definitely on the sides of Cooper Cup, not Robert Woods. So that's the biggest concern I would have with your team. Deontay for a wide receiver three is not a bad option. And then Mixon looked incredible, had all the volume he could handle. If he can stay healthy and gets that type of volume, he's going to be a league winner for you. Damian Harris looked amazing. He didn't get a touchdown, but he was very efficient with his touches. Hawkinson was clearly the the option for a golf out there. Tyson Williams, efficient, just looked great. He should hold on to that lead back role until he gives it up. So I, I it, the keys are in his hands, you know, it's up to him to, to screw that up. And then Josh Jacobs looked good last night. I mean, he didn't have a, a great game, but they, he was clearly the favored back and 
when they got in uh, goal line opportunities, it was it was his ball and and then also Cortland Sutton on your bench, I would be pretty excited about with uh, Jerry Judy going down. He's coming off an injury, so they kind of I can see why he didn't get a lot of volume this game, but he's clearly the best receiver in that locker room now and uh if they give him the value or the volume he deserves i think he'll he'll do fine so when i'm looking at your team i see no major holes i mean when you're talking about deontay johnson or robert woods being the big holes that's a pretty good situation to be in yeah i mean yeah so obviously my team went off this weekend and i mean i think this is uh Right. I think we got a good view of what the ceiling is. And I think that means it's basically the ceiling is a league winning team for sure. Um, But obviously I'm not, you're not going to get this kind of production every week, but like, I think, you know, everything, absolutely everything went my way. And I saw all the things that I wanted to see, I was hoping for out of this team. So yeah, I'm really happy about all of that. And like you're saying, a ton of volume for the quarterbacks, uh, Dak and Brady. And I think that's actually going to be pretty sustainable throughout the season because I think the Dallas defense is still garbage and they have so many uh, passing weapons that I think they're just going to keep throwing the ball Um, for Brady. I mean, I think the running backs are just suspects. So, I mean, I, I think they would just trust Tom to throw it to his wide receivers rather than handing it off to, you know, Ronald. You're cutting in and out there, Twiz. Hello. Todd, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, no. So I think point being QB's volume is going to continue. Um, wide receivers. Uh, yeah. A little concerned about Bobby trees, but um, you know, week one new quarterback, I think there's time for them to adjust. You know, I think that team has shown that over, you know, over enough years that it's cup and woods together that make them dangerous. It's not, it's not really one or the other. There's They're going to have on games and, you know, off games, but I think it's, it's, it's really both of them that are kind of the one A and one B there. Yeah. Um, Deontay 10 targets, got a touchdown. Love it. Um, that's my guy for sure. Uh, yeah. And then Joe Mixon, man, I think he had 33 touches this weekend. So, you know, as long as he doesn't just die on the field, I think he's, he, he's going to be having a pretty big season because there's nobody else there in terms of to take touches away from him. Damian Harris. I think he just passes the eye test. He just looks great. I think he just runs hard and I'm sure Belichick is just waiting to fuck me in the ass next week, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, the uh, nice thing is Ramondre Stevenson also fumbled, so they both fumbled, but I, you know, I don't think he's going to lose his job when Ramondre also fumbles. Yeah, exactly. And it was Ramondre's first carry of his career, I think. So that's that's a pretty brutal look right there. And I don't know if you even saw the field after after that play. So yeah, Belichick is uh Belichick's happy to punish his young players like that. Um Hawkinson, yeah, focal point of that offense along with with the two running backs. So, yeah, I, I think he's in for a big breakout. Like, those wide receivers are are trash. So, yeah, yeah big season for him coming. Tyson Williams, uh, yeah, I, I think I might have gotten a little fleece there. But, I mean, he showed out last night a little bit. I thought he looked really good. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just hoping that. I, I mean, he looked so much better than the rest of the running backs. Like Latavius got in there a little bit, but 
I mean, he's just old and I don't know if he can do much more than just run in a straight line back at the line of scrimmage. So I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping that the coaching staff sees what I'm seeing and is, is just inclined <laughs> to give the better running back more touches. There you go. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up with Cappy. We're already 45 minutes in, so it went longer than we expected, but if I were Cappy, I would feel pretty good. I mean, you took a loss. Things didn't go quite your way, but no one really shat the bed for him. I'm not worried about DK. I'm not worried about Diggs. And I'm not worried about Keenan Allen. I'm not worried about Austin Eckler. I would be extremely happy with what I saw from Miles Sanders. He passed the eye test for sure and got more volume than I was expecting to see. Higby being a part of that high-powered Rams offense, you're pretty happy with that. I still don't think you can trust Fournette, but that's your flex, and it's pretty easy to find a guy to fill in for mm-hmm. your flex. Um, you know, I don't think Cappy needs to panic. I think that if one of those wide receivers between Diggs or Allen can uh, step it up, I mean, he wasn't going to beat you even with good games from everyone, but I'm not worried about that team. And uh, Ronald Jones looking so poor. Um, could really help Fournette. So maybe he'll be, there'll be some value as we go on in the year. But I think Bruce Arians announced that Ronald Jones is going to be the starter next week already, which is, I, I just don't understand, but um, no reason to panic yet. And uh, Jamal Williams, man, that's, that's a pretty split backfield and uh, he got a lot of work so he could plug into that flex as well. Uh, matchup dependent, but definitely he, I could see them plugging him in there. Uh, so Cappy, no need to panic. Everyone looked pretty good. I wouldn't panic on Lamar either. Lawrence, not terrible for your first game, but three picks is pretty brutal. Um, but once he got those out of the way, he, he did look pretty good. So not a great showing, yeah. but I think the team's still a, a playoff contender. Yeah, uh, totally agree. I mean, I think, um, right. Like I think some of these guys, like, DK and especially like Diggs, I think this is pretty close to their floor, honestly. So I think, yeah, Cappy, I would uh, obviously sucks to lose, but I would not be, I would not be concerned either. I think the one place I disagree with you and I would be very concerned is Austin Eckler, man. I'm pretty sure he had zero targets yesterday or on, on Sunday. And he did have zero targets. That is, that is extremely concerning to me i would say like i think so much of his value comes from the fact that he's you know one of the primary pass catchers on that team and the pass catcher out of the backfield and if he's not getting that work um i i think that's uh that's a big red flag i think that will change he was coming off of an injury they weren't even sure if he was gonna play you know i think he'll get that work you can't you know you could put an autistic baby into that coaching room and he'd be like, why aren't we throwing the ball to Austin Eckler? So I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the injury. So uh, yeah, you might be right, but I'm just pulling up his stats here. He's never rushed for more than 557 yards in a season. So if he's not catching the ball, he, he has, he has very little value in my opinion. So yeah, I, uh, for Cappy's sake, you got to hope that you're right about that. I think he will be. And what do you think of Miles Sanders? I, I had big question marks. He looked pretty good. Yeah, no, again, um, definitely agree. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I never thought he was that great of a player, but I mean, I think he looked good and got the volume. So yeah, that's, uh, that's looking like it could be a nice value pick right there for sure. But um, I need to see it against better teams though. Correct. Okay. Well, I think that just about does it for uh, week one. Congratulations to everyone who lost. And here's an interesting fact outside of ties, 50% of teams end up losing week one. So uh, if you lost, don't feel too bad. Uh, <laughs> nah, you fucking suck, though. What? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying if you... Just saying that if, uh, if you're 0-1, your team fucking sucks. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. But uh, what I'm most interested to see this week is um, there's some teams that are hurting at running back, and uh, someone's going to need to make some changes. <laughs> Because uh, I guess the one way I think about it is it's one thing to make a trade and get slightly fleeced when you are um, weak at running back. If you get an injury and you need a running back, that's when you are opening up your own, you know, sheep farm. And uh, there's going to be amazing happening. So for all of you uh, who need running backs, it sounds like Twiz and I are willing to deal. So, you know, you know how to get a hold of us. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're trying to make a deal call me there you go all right well we'll be back later in the week with a breakdown of upcoming matchups so uh once again this is the pits and peril podcast and we're signing out thanks todd later